0: Josh and Jordan podcast. Normally, we'd start breaking down some cool stuff in A&E, arts and entertainment, or pop culture, but right now we're in a little bit of a funk. Jordan, can you tell us why we're in a funk?
1: Well, it's not so much of a funk as we're mourning, and the reason we're mourning is because of the bangles.
0: And every Cincinnati fan will know that this is like a natural process that we go through every season. And those who aren't Cincinnati fans just kind of sit back and laugh at us or feel pity for us, whichever way you are. But we have to grieve and use our natural process right now, so bear with us while we go through this today.
1: But this one is so much different.
0: It's different because the range of emotions that you feel going through a game like this. You start off awful, 15 nothing. You take out Ben Roethlisberger, clean hit. Score, score again, score again. You take the lead on a play by AJ Green. AJ AJ. And, and then it just went downhill. Yes. Actually, no. We have to gontez perfect intercepted a pass from Martavius Bryant.
1: Yeah. We thought, oh my god,
0: we're gonna win for the first time ever.
1: And then it started going downhill and it all started <sighs> Jeremy Hill. Out
0: of LSU couldn't keep his hands on the football.
1: Granted it was it was a little rain, it, well, actually it was a lot it of rain. It was raining
0: the entire game.
1: But and then <laughs> you just see him fight for yards and on the replay that they showed 20, 20 times at least. I feel bad for him at this time, but you know there was no reason to fight fight for yards. But I mean, he those had, people
0: who say we should have just kneeled it 3 times and kicked the field goal, I don't agree with, with that. Because you're still giving Pittsburgh the ball with the kickoff return, with Antonio Brown back receiving the kickoff return, mm-hmm. possibly getting better field position with a minute on the clock and three timeouts. Yeah. It just seems like that wouldn't be the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. And if we get that first down, we put the game away. So it was a good call. It's just Jeremy Hill needs to know that at that point in the game – Six versus seven yards is not that important. And holding on to the football is yeah. way more important.
1: You're paid to hold on to the ball, dude. Just hold the ball. And, and I mean, there's something else that was honestly pretty dumb. That two-point conversion. like That was a bad play What's call. with that like little bubble screen that you got going on?
0: If you're going to throw a bubble screen to one of our backs, you throw it to Giovanni Bernard, but he wasn't in the game, so I feel like that wasn't the right play call.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And also, and honestly, most of our play calling in the first three quarters was not yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only reason we got back in that game was because Roethlisberger got hurt. Yeah. It's time to bring up the one man that everyone in Cincinnati is either defending or wants traded or fired in some way. is Perfect. Dude.
1: So, I think with Vontez Perfect, he doesn't know how to shut his mouth. And, like, I think, you know, the penalty that hit, yeah, Perfect, that was a dirty hit. But you didn't have to keep going and running your mouth. Like, A, that was just stupid. You should have just been i to defend like,
0: Vontaze a little bit here. I, I think, think... you're
1: in the wrong here. I think...
0: Okay, I'm not saying the hit was legal. It mm-hmm. was. It was clearly yeah, not that was legal. was dirty. And to those Bengals fans who are like, oh, Antonio Brown should have stood up when he came down from a jump. That's not... That's not a natural motion. You don't just go and, like, when you come yeah. down from jumping, you crouch. It's not... He didn't purposely put his head down there to get Yeah. Decked. But... I think a lot of the game Pittsburgh was instigating these yeah. fights mm-hmm. and I think that Vontez was reacting and I think he should be a bigger person and not react to those things. But at the same time, you can't just expect him to constantly get stuff thrown at him the entire game and like verbal and physical like altercations and him not to react. The guy who should know better is Pac-Man Jones. Like, why are you even arguing with someone at this point? You already have... But, like, the scene itself is crazy. You have a guy basically knocked out with trainers around him. You have two guys fighting with an assistant coach who's on the opposite side of the field from where his team is. Who
1: shouldn't have been on the field in the first place.
0: Okay, we don't know if he was there to check on Antonio Brown or not, but... The fact is That same guy Was also one Who jumped A Bengals Offensive lineman In a Vegas casino Back in 2006
1: The dirty It's on YouTube You can look it up Just the dirtiness Of the Steelers Right there
0: Okay we can't Characterize all the Steelers As dirty Fine But um Pac-Man Jones Has gotta know better Like he's An older Vet He's He's supposed to be The veteran Like Perfect's still young But Jones should know better
1: and, and then you have his post, post-game post rant that's all over the internet now. I both of them now. are going to be
0: looking for a job next year. I don't think yeah. they're going to be on the team next year.
1: No. I think
0: you either trade... You trade Perfect to Oakland. Or a team <laughs> that wants to take a flyer on a young guy with a lot of talent, but seems to be a little bit of a loose cannon. And you sell high on him now, and the same with Pac-Man
1: Jones. Pac-Man Jones is a toss-up. You don't know, honestly, like where he'd go just because teams are gonna like whether it's like the emotions in the like at the time but teams are like owners and the other players are going to see that and think oh wow anything that goes wrong this this player is just going to go on a rant and it could honestly like cost us more than like him being suspended it could honestly get into like the realm of fines to the team itself not just the player
0: and Also, to the fans that were at the game, I understand booing referees, and because the referees in that game I think were overmatched, but throwing bottles on an injured player and cheering when he's going off was not a good move.
1: And when you have six people being arrested, from anything ranging to public intoxication to disorderly conduct,
0: yeah, I don't think that's good. Bengals
1: fans for you. But
0: also, those people who are like, oh my god, it reflects so badly on the city of Cincinnati. need to chill out a bit. Like, it's a football game. These people have been drinking since about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They were probably drinking the night
1: before. There
0: are going to be some crazy people. Like, if you go to any football stadium, about 10% of the people there are nut jobs.
1: And any big rivalry like this is going to look the same, so...
0: And also, about the officials... They were overmatched. This is a game that should have had seven officials, not the normal amount. Yeah. Like, no matter how many times the the CBS people brought up the memos sent out to both teams and memos sent out to the officials, it
1: was going to get ugly. Yeah, you can send... Like, the NFL can send as many memos as they want, but what at the end of the day, they have to remember, in a normal season, they play about three times. Like, they've played each other in multiple wild card games and in multiple games over the course of the regular season and it's all the same regardless if it's in Cincinnati or in Pittsburgh there's always some type of altercation and it's always the same talk afterwards the rest the rest didn't do a good job they let the teams fight Um, let's start finding the teams and the players because they like let their emotions get the best of them
0: yeah also I'm just wondering from like your perspective, because when I saw the final drive and I saw Roethlisberger come out, even though he was hurt, in my mind I was thinking, "Dang it, we're losing. Aren't we're losing this game? Aren't we?" Because whatever whatever it is with him, he always finds a way to get his team back in a position to win the game.
1: From just watching the game, as soon as soon as you saw, as soon as they had the picture of him, like before before he was out on uh, like on the field, he had his helmet on, and you instantly knew. Roethlisberger, he's either going to get this winning drive or he's going to break every bone in his body trying to get this game-winning drive. I think he was a
0: little hopped up on payments, meds, honestly. Because there was one guy who came on to like put his jacket on for him, and he was completely spaced out. He was like, he didn't know that he was putting on his jacket, but he just kind of like had that glazed-over look on his eyes.
1: Well, so, you know, as a starter, I bet as a starter, like you'd never want to have, like, when you get hurt during a game like this, and especially between the Steelers and the Bengals, when you have a a wild card game like this, you know, you don't want to see your backup, who honestly did a terrible, terrible god-awful job.
0: Okay, you can't just say that. He he carried the team when Osberger was out a little bit earlier in the season. Without those wins, they may not be in the playoffs. But I think he was overmatched in terms of the situation. Yeah.
1: In in the situation. Also, the play calling
0: wasn't that good. If you have a backup in there, I'd say run the ball. Yeah. Which they didn't when the yeah. backup got in.
1: But as, like... I you still never wanted... think he
0: was hopped up on payments. I think they took him back to the locker room, yeah. took the first x-ray, realized that he shouldn't be playing yeah. or he doesn't have the capability to play, and, he and just then stuck care. seven cortisone shots in his arm and said, throw six-yard passes and we'll get the stuff.
1: And, the, like, the dumb thing is, like, the defense did such, such a good job of... You know what? I don't want to say such a good job... They did an okay job when it comes to just, like, the secondary. And all you had to do at that point, as soon as Roethlisberger come in, you had to instantly see, oh, the only person you know he's going to trust is Antonio Antonio Brown." Brown. And I said this, like, before the game, all you have to do is is double up Antonio Brown and play press man to man and you beat the Steelers in I, that situation. I And they didn't do any agree. of that. I agree.
0: I think late in the game you obviously know his shoulder is hurt because like everyone knew because of the way the hit happened. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he tore an ACL because that's not He came down on his shoulder and he was holding his shoulder. Yeah.
1: So, so when you're going go to go to your game, most trusted you know wide receiver. He,
0: no, you you don't even have to do that. You just have to play press man to man because he can't throw it more than 6 yards. If, if he's going to throw it more than six yeah. yards It's either going to be a check down Or Antonio Brown coming across the middle yeah. And so if you play press man to man You're forcing him to beat you deep
1: Yeah And on about 90% of About 90% of the time I observed safeties Just like bailing off And backing like he was They were expecting a long pass Which was not going to happen
0: Yeah the pain meds were not that strong But um After that game, what do you think Pittsburgh has left in the tank to go on in the playoffs?
1: Um, I think, you know, just facing a Broncos team that is in, that's up in Denver, and I think the way that Roethlisberger, saying that he's day-to-day, he's going to go in, someone is going to hurt him even worse – and that's going to be it for the Steelers in the playoff. They're going to lose in the uh, divisional round. I'm confused as though how Antonio... Those people that say Antonio Brown's
0: going to play, I don't know how he's going to play. He got literally knocked out. And you're saying he passed concussion protocol in three days. That's yeah. very unlikely. And But we don't know which Peyton Manning's going to show up. If it's bad, like, seven touchdowns, 20 interceptions, Peyton Manning... They're not going to win the game. But if it's Peyton Manning who gets credited for amazing audibles and taking sacks and sparking his team, then they're going to win the game. That's that's one thing we talked about that was my pet peeve. When Peyton Manning came in the game against San Diego, it was like Jesus had just returned from the grave. Because he comes in the game, and I swear one of the commentators said this, he does the happy feet, runs around in the pocket for about eight seconds, should have gotten rid of the ball, but instead nearly gets strip-sacked and is then just sacked. And one of the commentators was like, oh, what an amazing sack taken by Peyton Manning. And it seems like this guy can do absolutely no wrong. Like, they'll throw, he'll throw an interception, and the commentators will be like, oh, that was on the receiver. He should have cut back earlier. Or maybe Peyton Manning should have just waited before throwing the ball
1: instead of throwing it right to the free safety. You know, I think it's like uh, after the Chargers game when they had that comeback, the NFL had a picture of him getting ready to snap the ball, and the caption said, "The sheriff is back in town." And I think that's exactly the Peyton Manning we're gonna get. We're gonna, it's gonna be classic Peyton Manning. We're gonna get the Amahas all day long, and we're gonna see him pick apart the Steelers.
0: Does no one remember the Peyton Manning that we saw against Indianapolis last year that couldn't throw the ball for more than 10 yards without it looking like
1: a fourth grader throw it? People like to forget that.
0: Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> that's why if I was picking this game, and thank God I'm not, that you shouldn't be taking anyone. in the, Like, there's no team that you should feel good about taking in this game, because The Denver argument is their defense is going to be strong and the Steelers are banged up. Yeah, but what if your offense is terrible? Because the Steelers' defense played very well. Mm -hmm. What if your offense is terrible and you have two terrible offenses going against them? Then it's a toss-up. And also, the Denver case is, oh, we get back Peyton Manning at prime form. So? We don't know if that's actually true.
1: No, and I think... Just going off of that, I think like one of the big things is that one of the big disadvantages is for the Steelers is that they don't have the depth anymore because, A, Roethlisberger... I'm just saying, Roethlisberger is going to get hurt very early in this game and they're going to have to rely on a backup who... D'Angelo
0: Williams may be back for this game, though, at running back, and that would be big.
1: That would be big for them, but I think the quarterback situation, a quarterback who, you know... It's a toss-up, honestly, how well he's going to play. But on the other side, if Peyton Manning says struggles through two quarters, you know, you bring Brock Osweiler in, who played for his first four or five games, played, you know, he played decent. He wasn't awful.
0: He He didn't do good or bad. He just played.
1: He just played. And I think, you know, if you can just... If he can hold out long enough and just...
0: Well buy,
1: and just buy enough time for Peyton Manning to recover from whatever it might be whether it's like interceptions or just not knowing how to throw the ball I think I th- I the think th- depth will help the Broncos win this game
0: I'm going to say something that no one wants to hear football fans, I think Peyton Manning's done mm-hmm. I don't, I think he's washed, like watching him throw mm-hmm. the ball, it seems like even when he makes a good throw, it seems like he's having to put his entire body into the throw and he's not there physically. Like, he sees the game mentally. Because he's he always going to see it. can't make the throws. And when you can't make the throws, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just your time. Like, father time is undefeated, as the great Charles Barkley always says.
1: I think it's going to—I think Peyton Manning, you know, he realizes— it. he's been in the league for so long— I think he's at the mindset like Kobe. Kobe was for a while before he decided to retire. It was always that, okay, I'm going to, in the back of his mind, it's, I'm going to get one more championship and retire. And I think, you know, as you just said, Father Time beat Kobe on this one.
0: I don't think Peyton Mary's is going to get another championship. I think he's done. So now, moving on, since we already kind of alluded to it, we're going to go through and pick... The NFL playoff games coming up this weekend.
1: Jordan's pick
0: for Pittsburgh versus Denver is? Denver. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I think they're the hotter team, and I think Peyton, we're not sure about which Peyton Manning's gonna show up.
1: I think, just looking here, I think the next game is the Panthers and the Seahawks. And this is a very interesting matchup because you got the most electrifying quarterback in the league going up against you know a team that had that everyone predicted was going to come off the their Super Bowl lo- loss last year and tear it up and that's you know we just didn't see that for a while the Seahawks were on like a three game losing streak at one point and it just wasn't the Seahawks we were used to playing granted Marshawn Lynch was out and is I think he's questionable for this game. I think
0: he's coming back this game because he was, it was originally supposed to play against Minnesota, mm-hmm. but they called it off last minute. So I think this yeah. week it's a pretty good bet that he comes back against Carolina. Yeah. But um, I don't think that – I think it's interesting how Jimmy Graham going down has seemed to open up Seattle's offense. Yeah. And it makes much more open space – it seems that Luke Wilson is better for that offense than Jimmy yeah. Graham is, and Jimmy Graham is one of the highest-paid players at his position in the league.
1: I think it's because the Seahawks relied on, you know, coming out of, coming out onto the, into the team the first time. You know, you want to rely on a new player and just see how he does in games, fitting into a new offense. And I just don't think Seattle is the right kind of yeah. offense for... Jimmy Grant, you know, he's used to a pocket passer. And Russell Wilson, he's gotten better, but he will always revert to scrambling. I don't 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 think think that's
0: true. I think Russell Wilson's second nature is scrambling. If you want to look at a quarterback whose first nature is scrambling, look at RG3 when he played. It was was like I look up and I see the field for three seconds, but then if I don't see anything, I tuck it and run. He didn't go through his progressions or wait for them to develop. Russell Wilson goes through his progressions and tries to make sure that people are open.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but on the flip side of that, you have Cam Newton, who, you know, can't seem to do any wrong. He's a unanimous
0: MVP, isn't he? Yes, he
1: He is going to win MVP.
0: Like, those people who say Tom Brady, he tailed off towards the end of the season. I think they lost three out of their last four to Miami, the Eagles, and Denver... Which only one of them is a playoff team,
1: mm-hmm. but and even like, that
0: that Denver game was a weird game because of the penalties and all other that. Things. Yeah.
1: But, but like, I think the Falcons did it, and it's the way you stop the Panthers, and all you have to do is simply stop. I don't know him. how the
0: Panthers are this good with such mediocre wide receivers. I mean, the best receiver on their team is Ted Ginn Jr.
1: And Ted Ginn Jr. has been in the league for. I have no idea. God knows how long.
0: But he, he he literally has one one route, and that's the streak down the sideline. And Cam just throws it long, and he ends up catching two of them and ends up with 120 yards and two touchdowns.
1: Yeah. But, like, with Cam Newton and the Falcons did it, you know, the thing about Cam is he's so – he can get out of any situation, it's, it looks like. Just watching him, you know, you think, oh, look – He's gonna get sacked and they're gonna like lose a hunt. They're gonna lose so much yards. No, he gets out somehow, and I think the Seahawks or the Falcons. I mean, did that perfectly. They contained him and they always had a linebacker. Like they had a spy on him the whole game, and the, even though they get, the Falcons gave up that extra person to like double got, double up Ted Ted Ginn Jr. or someone, it was like worth the risk, and that's why they have one loss.
0: I think the Falcons' game plan was limit the long passes and make Carolina drive down the field. Because if you look at Carolina's offense, they're predicated around making big plays and big runs and electrifying plays. Mm -hmm. But the Falcons' defensive plan was to keep Carolina in front of them and make them put together a long drive, which they weren't able to do. Mm -hmm. My question for you, besides the pick of the game, is how many times does Cam Newton dab during the game?
1: Cam Newton is going to dab six times.
0: Six times.
1: Two wow. for touchdowns. Ooh. The rest for long runs.
0: Okay. I have him at three
1: due to the fact that
0: the Seahawks defense is stingy and they're not going to be allowing a lot of big plays. Like if he wants to dab after every five yard run, that's one thing. But he he dabs for big plays. Yeah. So who are you picking in this game? Uh, you know
1: what? I'm going Seahawks.
0: I'm going to have to join you, Seahawks. I, I think it's a close game, though. Yeah. But I think the Seahawks are in a good place defensively and offensively.
1: Yeah, they're going to find a way to upset Carolina at Carolina. So... On the road. Yeah. The next matchup, Green Bay and the Arizona Cardinals. This is actually
0: Jordan's pick for the Super Bowl is the Arizona Cardinals, which hints to you about who he's going to pick in this game. Mm -hmm. But I'm not a fan of the Cardinals or the Packers. I don't think either of them are that good of teams. Because when I look at Arizona, their defense is very good, but their offense still has question marks, especially around the running back position. Mm -hmm. And they are – same thing as Carolina, designed around the long pass. And I think against a solid secondary, they're going to struggle. And Green Bay has not been convincing at all this season. Like those people who say Green Bay is really good after watching their playoff game against the Redskins, the Redskins were above expectations for this yeah. season. Like they were supposed to finish near last in their division. They end up making the playoffs. But they are not a good caliber opponent to watch. Against Green Bay to determine if Green Bay is a good team. Green Bay, I think, will get destroyed in this game. I don't think it's going to be close.
1: Green Bay, at their, at their playmaking positions, they just have the injuries. Like,
0: Jordy Nelson at wide receiver.
1: Eddie Lacy. Uh,
0: is Eddie Lacy injured or is he just fat? I. You know what? Because I feel like every time he runs the ball, he eats something afterwards. I d-
1: you know what? I don't even know if like Eddie Lacy is like, pl- like. Is he an
0: offensive lineman now?
1: He might have transferred. He he, he's a
0: fullback. He leads the block. Yeah. He's the lead blocker but like,
1: now. He, but just think about this. A year ago, a healthy Packers team, I thought a healthy Packers team was going to win the Super Bowl. They I were going Because
0: I think their defense has holes. Mm-hmm. I think they can put a good pass rush on, but in coverage, they're not that great. You can and say all you think- want
1: about like, Clay Matthews
0: and BJ Raji, but. Is BJ Raji still on the team? I think. I don't know. We can't confirm BJ Rogers on the team or not. All I remember is his uh, discount double check commercials, which were hilarious. But now that I hate every time I see them come on. But um, I think those people who say that Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson as a 1 2 and then James Jones as a 3 would have been a Super Bowl winning wide receiver duo, I don't think so. I think Randall Cobb is good because he's fast and quick and he can mm-hmm. ca- he's like a more built up version of Amari Cooper. But I don't think that receiving court was good enough to win a championship, and I also don't think their running back situation is solved. Because if you have a wannabe fullback with Eddie Lacy who decides to take a bite of a burger after every run, and John Starks who's not even like a real running back, he's kind of a he's mix like between a, a wide receiver and a running back.
1: I think I that's going to be that's a good running game. Yeah, that's going to be the first thing the uh, the Packers, I mean, are going to look for during the draft. I think. Maybe, you know what, maybe not the first, but they're going to definitely be looking for a real running back that I they can rely on. I think the first thing they look on. for
0: is a wide receiver because yeah. they need some depth but, at that position. Yeah. And James Jones is, should not be your number one red zone option.
1: And I just, on the Cardinals side of the ball, I have to disagree with you. I think, you know, those three losses they have, those were, like, terrible losses for them too. Like, when you watch those losses, it's like, who are we watching? We're watching a bunch of high schoolers play football against NFL players. Maybe
0: you're just seeing that they're not that good.
1: No. Let me finish my <laughs> point. There but like the Cardinals after each of those losses, they progressed so much in terms of like play calling and time management and their drives were spectacular after those losses. And I think just down the stretch the Cardinals are probably one of the most improved teams in the NFL.
0: All that you just said, I'm still not buying it because Larry Fitzgerald is 700 years old and they don't have a running back that you can name right now off the top of your head.
1: Dude, I could not name a Cardinals running back. I do they even have running backs? I, I don't think they have Arizona. running backs.
0: They're just playing without <laughs> running backs. No, they put on um, they put Larry Fitzgerald as like a running back and they run him out of the backfield for like screens
1: yeah. and things. But then something Also, you know. I
0: think Carson Palmer's knees are made out of confetti. So, well, you mean, May or may not have a knee injury in the first yeah. 15 seconds. Yeah.
1: I mean, we knew that when Throwbacks Carson Palmer bengals. was still a Bengal, but like I just think in Arizona's type offense, Carson Palmer
0: is Carson doing Palmer and the Bengals death.
1: are the circle of sadness. I mean, yeah. Okay, so Josh, cuz you already know who I have, who do you have in this game?
0: I have Green Bay. Ooh. Because even though I think that they are not Good at any skill Wait What am I saying I already said that Green Bay Was going to get crushed in this game Now I'm like fight. I have like Sprint personas now Like one second I'm saying that they're going to win One second I'm saying they're going to lose So Actually I'm taking Arizona But I think Arizona Is going to get crushed In the next round Yeah So well,
1: I don't agree with you And then
0: The last matchup <sighs> The last matchup And Patriots know. And Chiefs The cheating Patriots and, and the Andy th- Reid Chiefs And the
1: Chiefs, you can't say any more than the Chiefs I
0: Honestly, meh. I think that this is going to come down to injury versus stupidity And it's going to be <laughs> injuries for the Patriots And stupidity on the coach of it, part of the coaching on Andy Reid Because Andy, yeah. <laughs> Andy Reid seems to get his team into such a nice position And somehow ends up
1: screwing up every single game He's gonna do everything to make sure they lose that game. And the Patriots are gonna and the Patriots are gonna like assist and let in helping the Chiefs win. Like through injuries. Injuries are gonna play such a big part in this game. I think it's honestly gonna begin with Gronk. I think know? Gronk
0: is like a new pair of shoes. So you like you take him out of the box, you kinda like walk around with them a little bit, you put him back in the box you don't really touch him that long and then when you really want to go somewhere you put them on yeah. you show them off that's like his regular season they took him out of the box a little bit they kind of walked him around on a couple of teams caught a touchdown got 100 something yards here and there but this is this is the party yeah. they're they're taking Gronk out of the box they're wearing him around they're going to like it
1: yeah but i think as they're walking up the stairs the shoes are going to break and they so you're predicting a Gronk injury i'm predicting a Gronk injury and you know, if there's even, like, a limited amount of Gronk in this game, the Patriots are going to lose, no matter no matter if you use... Am I hearing a little bit of doubt
0: on the part of the Patriots, the number two seed?
1: I mean, I just are don't like the Patriots. Them?
0: Oh, you don't like the Patriots? I'm just
1: going to say it flat out. Sorry for any Patriots fan. I do not like them.
0: Did Tom Brady deflate those balls?
1: Tom Brady did deflate those balls.
0: There's no evidence of that whatsoever.
1: Do I care? Nope.
0: <laughs> I was setting you up for a you can't handle the truth moment, but with Tom Brady and deflated footballs. The funny thing was at the end of that Super Bowl, they were like they were driving down the field, it was on NBC I'm pretty sure, and the commentators were like they weren't focused on the game, they were like, I told Tom Brady to look me in the eyes and tell me he didn't do it. Like they just picked the worst time to bring up the Ooh. fact of Deflate Gate when this team's trying to win the world championship.
1: I think, like Malcolm Butler
0: makes the interception.
1: To flight gate was real.
0: (laughs) They didn't like focus on the fact that there was
1: a game going on. Whenever you have cheating and the Patriots in the same sentence, no matter who it is, whether it's Fox Sports, ESPN, CBS, NBC. I didn't know Fox had sports. Fox Sports One. Oh, okay. But (laughs) (laughs) they'll always that'll trump anything. It's like Donald Trump. Even Donald Trump They were they would Trump, Trump the Trump Donald, Donald. They will Trump Donald Like Tom Brady could have just won like Two billion dollars I bet They'll, he cheated
0: I bet <laughs> he cheated He rigged the lottery <laughs> Tom Brady's gonna win the 1.3 billion And there's gonna be a huge scandal Over whether or not he deflated the ping pong balls <laughs> But um So who are you taking in this game?
1: I don't want to But I have to go with the Patriots the Chiefs are just going to hurt themselves too much. Andy Reid is going to like coach to lose a game. What's, what's,
0: we should go through and do the final scores of these games. So, Pittsburgh and Denver, what do you have?
1: 30-27. Broncos.
0: Broncos. I have 34-27. Pittsburgh.
1: Okay. Uh, Panthers, Seahawks. Josh? I have
0: 17 to 13
1: Seattle. I was gonna go 2017 Panthers.
0: Wait, I thought you picked Seattle.
1: Did I? Yeah. Oh. See, you're doing the split
0: personality thing. Like, right. we, we talk about it. these things and then we go with intuition <laughs> and we're picking a different team.
1: So you're picking the Panthers now? Yeah, I'll switch. After, like, thinking about it a little bit, I'm gonna switch. I just think. You know, a healthy Cam Newton's going to win the game. Okay. Now that I like think so about it more. So, 20-17
0: more. Panthers for Jordan. I've got seventeen to ten Seahawks. Yeah.
1: Okay. For the Cardinals and the Packers, Cardinals thirty. Thirty-seven Packers twenty.
0: I have Arizona thirty to ten. Also, I have a halftime score for you. It's going to be 23 nothing at half.
1: <laughs> okay. And they're
0: going to coast the rest of the game.
1: And our final game, the Patriots and the Chiefs. Josh, you... No, you go first. You're
0: already starting.
1: Dang nabbit. Okay. <laughs> Patriots. Patriots are going to get on a roll. 45.
0: 45-23. I think they tied 17. No, I'm kidding. Um, I have the Chiefs. 30-23. to 23.
1: Okay. Well.
0: Now, who do you see winning the Super Bowl? That's the next question. I
1: said this before the wild card games. I got the Cardinals winning.
0: I, I don't see that at all. I think Carson Palmer, again, his knees are made of confetti. They yeah. lost one of their big players in Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. And they don't have a running back that you can name. So I, I don't think a Super Bowl team can win the Super Bowl without a running back that you can name you know I'm I'll give you 10 seconds to name a Arizona no you can't use your phone I'll give you 10 seconds to name an Arizona Cardinals running back 10 9 8 some guy off the street who they pull in right before the Super Bowl and put pads on him
1: Four. Josh I'm done (laughs) 3
0: 2 1 oh wait he couldn't do it (laughs) so I don't think you can win like that you know what you know you know a team you can name a running back who plays for that team? Huh? You know, there's a team in this playoffs that you can name their starting running back.
1: Jonathan Starks.
0: No. <laughs> They're not winning the Super Bowl. It's it's you're gonna kick yourself. We talked about him earlier. About whether or not he'd play.
1: D'Angelo Williams.
0: No. Seattle Seahawks. I, I think they're East going. To the, I think they're going to the Super Bowl over Arizona, and I think for the AFC, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, just let that simmer and sit there. I think Andy Reid's going to be coaching in a Super Bowl. Maybe. And I think Seattle then crushes Kansas City <laughs> for a thirty-eight to ten victory in the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson wins his second ring in. 3 years and I think then after the Super Bowl they trade Marshawn Lynch.
1: You know what? I like that prediction. I I like that. I like the optimism you have with the Chiefs. Granted I would never do that, but you know, I got to go. You have Arizona. Arizona You know what I think the AFC is
0: really just a crapshoot at this point
1: honestly you know I think the sheriff Peyton Manning the sheriff the sheriff I think he's gonna get in it not gonna win but he's gonna like make a run for uh Arizona's money I think our
0: next podcast the cover art may have to be Peyton Manning riding on a horse with two pistols out and the caption the sheriff is back is that, that I they think win, or I,
1: regardless of no, how it happens? No, regardless,
0: because I think the sheriff, the sheriff thing's hilarious, because he, he is a sheriff because he's like 70 years yeah. old. Granted.
1: Who's older, Peyton Manning or Larry Fitzgerald? Peyton Manning. Are we sure about that? I don't think by much, but I think it's Peyton Manning. Okay. Who's older, Larry Fitzgerald or Tom Brady? Definitely Larry Fitzgerald. I'm so confused with
0: all these players' ages because you see, like, NFL players retiring at the age of, like, 27. Like, Maurice Jones, Drew, retired at, like, 29. And then you have Peyton Manning, who's, like, 200 years old.
1: Yeah. But I think that's how the rest of these football games are going to play out, Josh. So there you have it.
0: We had our 37-minute morning session. Hopefully, next week we can come back and give you a little bit more pop culture instead of just straight sports, straight sadness about our bungles. But hopefully, you can come back. Remember, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. We may even get a Stitcher. Who knows? I don't even know what Stitcher is. But stay tuned. Hope you come back.
1: It was definitely a fun. This was definitely a fun podcast to do.